It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Context It is here we discuss insightful views on a routine bi-weekly basis over the incredibly nerdy things we can't stop talking about. To take you on this dorky ride is your host, Josh. Hello, everyone. How are you? And myself, Jason. Why don't you take a seat, sit back, relax. We're here to do all the heavy lifting. It is about to get nerdy. This is episode 54. Ah, ooh, ah. Are you catching the flu? I'm catching a script with no title. Ooh, burn. No, no, more like, ooh, ooh. Get it? It's like a Halloween joke. Ghost, did you like it? Happy Halloween. Again, the title of this week's episode is Frightful Delights. Good one. Thanks. Just totally pulled that one out of my keister. Your what? This episode logically has... Go on. Gory things. Uh-huh. Uh, y- you know, um, Al Gore... Uh, Gore Verbinski, Gordle Combat, stretching it, more like Kano Thump Thumps. Okay, let's just stick to the script. This episode has a Halloween theme again, so we got news and Halloween throwbacks. Two throwbacks, throwback backs. You couldn't just say back to back. I'm a man unhinged. Okay, you can't stop me. All right, I'm taking this candy corn away from you. No. The first topic is... Let me say it, let me say it, let me say it. Aladdin. Oh. Disney, the movie Mega Studio, I'm just going to call it the Mega Studio from here on out, has posted its first teaser trailer. Feel free to watch this in the show notes. This trailer has everything. Eh, it really doesn't. I mean, it has the titular character. It has, it has Iago. It has a bird. It has the lamp and the cave of wonders. Yeah. <gasps> Obnoxious gasp. How dare you criticize? Um, okay. First of all, you're talking about one of my favorite movies, all right? So I'm going to be able to nitpick. I can nitpick. I'm allowed. <sighs> all right, all right, fine. Let's indulge into this. What was the nitpick? 
I don't know. To me, it looks kind of corny attached to a mountain wall. And by it, I mean the Cave of Wonders. One of the things that I really liked about the movie is that the scarabs, when pieced together, formed the eyes in the middle of nowhere, and then up rose the Cave of Wonders below the sand. The reason why this was intriguing to me as a kid was because this cave couldn't be found. Uh, and the only one that, the only person that could potentially find it was the only one that could go in it. Um, when it was found, it was in the middle of the desert. I mean, is, is that it? Is that the only criticism you have right now? Well, I'm just saying, I can go and make an inscription in a rock right next to the Cave of Wonders, so I can know where to go find it again if I ever chose to go back there. With the scarab that you don't have... Okay, context here, right? In the movie... Jafar is very desperate to find the lamp and the genie that lies inside, right? Mm-hmm. He's been at this for seemingly, what, months, if not longer? Maybe. He then finds a thief that has the other side of the two-part scarab and with it opens the Cave of Wonders. But that's only half the battle. The cave, because, you know, cave talks, right? All caves mm-hmm. talk. The cave demands that only the diamond in the rough shall enter. And when he does enter, he can only retrieve one item. Why are these rules even here? Who knows? It's a tale of a thousand leagues under the sea. Wrong. Right. I mean, Arabian Nights. You know, still. I think you're being a little too critical. I'm allowed. And who knows? If enough people complain, they can change it. Like happened before with Diana and Wreck-It Ralph, which I'm actually very excited to see. I am as well. But at this point, I don't even know why we talk about trailers. We get decent trailers and you knock it down. I do not... I just couldn't help but notice that there wasn't any genie played by Will Smith. Oh, okay, calm down. It's just a teaser trailer. For me, honestly, I thought it was fine. It does exactly what a teaser's supposed to do. It's supposed to tease me. Teasing. I, I heard the music, and I was immediately hooked, and I was like, well, this kind of makes me want to watch the original, but then I'm also kind of excited for this movie, so maybe with the next trailer, I'll get even more excited, and we probably will see some Will Smith genie. Hopefully. And then we will all go and watch it because we know we're going to go watch it anyway. It's Aladdin. Why are so, we not going to go watch this? And also, Ed Cummings as the original voice of Cave of Wonders. Bravo. Yes, that got to me. The second I heard the voice of the cave, I was like, is that, you know, an audio clip from the original film? Or did they re-record that with, uh, with somebody again and they actually redid it? So that was really cool. Well, I mean, he's still working, so. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, you know. Who, who knew that they were going to bring somebody from the original, right? I mean, like, they I wonder if we're going to get uh, I wonder if we're going to get Steve from Full House to just show up somewhere. Oh, that'd be actually kind of weird. It would be. But, but you know, I'm not opposed to it. I mean, he is Aladdin at this point. Dude's done the voice for all the movies. He's done it for the TV show. He even did it for Kingdom Hearts. Come on. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out in January. Can't wait. Plug. Anyway. <laughs> that's fair okay so look i'm not gonna say that i'm nitpicky i am nitpicky but i'm still excited for it and yes the kid from full house could absolutely what's his name scott winger wang scott we- weiner scott weiner weiner sorry, scott. Right. sorry i'm it's late love you as aladdin i mean obviously and I, a steve i bought the movie three times that's fair so i'm a fan But what I am saying is that they absolutely can have him in, just like they had Mufasa in Lion King. James Earl Jones is back. He's always going to be Mufasa. Very true. I can't wait for that movie. Does that also come out next year? 
maybe I don't know yet. At the top of my head, I don't have an exact date, but I know it's coming out after Aladdin. Yeah, we don't have all the answers, folks, but we do talk about them a lot. Yes, anyway, a lot, a lot. Moving on, next topic. So we have some farewell news. Netflix, Netflix, Netflix has canceled two Marvel two. Is this two. new? So uh, we have breaking news on the spot here, people. The it was it did say one in the script. Now it says two in the script. So this just took Jace for a loop. Let's see how he handles it. Okay, Iron. Oh no, Iron Fist and Luke Cage have been shut down. My thoughts. Enter them here. Uh, I don't. You don't want have to, to read about. that part. I know, but uh, really. Luke Cage, really? To be fair, I didn't see Iron Fist, and I did not see um, Luke Cage as well. I also haven't seen the second season of Jessica Jones, so it's probably my fault that I haven't done enough crowd participation. Um, Took the words right out of my mouth. I'm just saying, though, I mean, it's Netflix, so it should be there forever. But it's really telling, though. I mean, it, the, the writing was on the walls. I mean, with everything that's been happening with Disney and the Fox merger and these new streaming shows that they're going to be having for Marvel Cinematic Universe-centric television shows, one primarily being Loki, the other being Scarlet Witch which I heard is supposed to be short seasons. Like, they're supposed to be six episodes and pretty budget-heavy. I'm imagining Netflix is probably looking at this and saying it probably doesn't even make sense to even fight for this. So. Probably. Um, I mean, for me, oh, boo-hoo, Iron Fist got canceled. I'm so sad, blah, blah, blah. Next, Luke Cage, though, I am honestly sad about because I did like the first season. It was really good, and then I... Okay, it's partially my fault, too. Okay, I confess. I watched half of season two of, of Luke Cage. I didn't watch the full thing. Sorry. Mm. Um, but I legitimately did like Mike Coulter as Luke Cage. I liked his character, how he was introduced in Jessica Jones and had his own show. <sighs> it kind of stings because I really did like everyone on that show. You know, you had Misty as mm. well on there, and I really liked her. And I kind of liked where she was going in season two. Again, didn't finish it, but it stinks. But at the same time, I understand it. Probably at this point, you would think that JJ may be next. I, Daredevil I mean, season three just premiered. Who knows? Everyone loves, you know, Daredevil. So, I so here is what I'm predicting: Jessica Jones is probably not going to get renewed. We'll probably find that out either this year, in the next couple of months, or the following year. They just shoot this not to renew. I don't foresee Punisher getting a new season, primarily because that was a really long burn. That was a really long setup, and it was a good show that I never intend to ever watch again. Because that's fair. The only two episodes that anybody who cares about Punisher will really care about is the first episode and the last episode, the one where he kills a lot and the other one where he kills a lot. You're not wrong. That's 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 Punisher. I don't see that getting renewed for a second season. I mean, who is he going to take out this time? How many times is he going to destroy his body? I just don't see it happening. Defenders? Uh, the, Let's not even talk about that, because we knew that was not getting a second season Yeah, Defenders was, like, like hopelessly average. It was just I mean, very, it, very average. It wasn't Iron Fist bad, but it was not as on par as season one JJ, season... No, I don't think it was good. I don't think it was 
uh, no, I'm sorry. I don't think it was great. I don't think it was bad. I just think it was right down the middle. Yeah. It was right down the middle. Yep. You I know, agree. and and they part of me kind of feels like they just kind of plucked most of the external plot from Avengers like, "Oh my gosh, we're in a building." And it, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, don't know. that scene when they team up for the first time is kind of cool. It is. I'm not saying it's not. But I think that's the only thing that's cool. I think that's the only thing that I find cool. Yeah. I just, I don't know. It felt disjointed, and I would have to watch it again to find out what I feel like it's missing. Um, Sure. You know, because it follows certain tropes, and it follows a certain formula. I get that. I totally understand how stories have to follow formulas. Um, That part is not gone on me. But... Daredevil season one was such a stellar, stellar season, and the second one was a bit of an improvement, which is a hard act to follow. Sure. Because, you know, you you lay it all out on there. I haven't seen the third season of Daredevil, but if I don't feel good about, you know, Jessica Jones and they don't renew that, Punisher, Defenders, that's not going on. Do I really foresee that Netflix is really going to hold on to Daredevil and, like... We're going to make, like, three more seasons of this. I'm like, uh, okay. Right. For, for what purpose? You're So, basically, you're just going to merge everything into Daredevil and make that, like, the Captain America, like, and have that be the new Defenders 1.5? I can't see that happening. I can't see, the, I can't see Netflix putting all their chips into that show when they really should be focusing on, you know, the competition that they're going to be having from Disney, I think they should just let all that go. What? You don't want to see Daredevil, the first Defender? Mm, nope. Yeah, nope. I don't think so either. Yeah. Yeah. I just uh, want, you know, you know what I really want. And what I, did you want? And I'm never gonna get this at this point. So I'm Daredevil gonna stop hoping for it. I just want one shot of Daredevil just standing there. That's it. Just him standing there, and in the background, you just see something swing by. That's it. That's all I want. You're such a nerd. You're such a such a nerd. Dude, do you know how many times Daredevil and Spider Man have teamed up together in the comics? God, if I can get that just one time in live action, that'd be amazing. I mean, it's possible. It depends (sighs) on what happens. It depends on what happens with you know Spider Man after his third solo movie. Not even that, but Marvel Studios doesn't even want to use Daredevil. Uh, They might. If they wanted to, they would have used them by now. Mm. Exactly. Moving on. Uh, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? But I digress. What else is there? All right. Well, what do we have next? Well, here we go. What? That cheesy and grin of yours. I eat cheese and grin from time to time. What can I say? Okay, let yeah, me let me let, let me just bring it out of you because you're not going to give. Okay, Jimmy Kimmel was on television the other day, and yeah, he was. and his uh, par- partner, buddy, friend Guillermo was yep. running around with uh, a mask on. He did the pew pews. He did a lot of a lot of pew pews. A it lot. Was, I, honestly, that pew pew went a little bit too long. Yeah, I was like, okay, <laughs> and scene. And he just kept going. He kept going. My goodness. 
I think even Jimmy was like, "All right, you need to you need to stop, dude. <laughs> we need to finish this bit." I think he would have just kept going if Jimmy didn't say anything. Probably. But that wasn't the highlight of the show. The highlight of the of that segment or that part was the fact that he was wearing a Spider-Man mask and it was actually taken off actual Spider-Man. You have the floor, Josh. And then we see Spider-Man come out and but he's wearing a new suit. And he has a cone on his head, and then you can hear him perfectly in the cone because he's wearing a mic. But so, then, <laughs> what we're gonna do actually is give the video in our show notes, so you don't have to re- completely rely on Josh to describe everything. And then he took the cone off his head, and then it was Tom Holland. Yes, it was Tom Holland as but, Peter Parker slash Spider Man. So two things I want to discuss. Number one, that suit. Oh, that suit looks gorgeous. Right, it's it now. Is it now? Here's the question: Is it superior Spider-Man? Is it? It it looks very superior Spider-Man, but it also looks very um, one of Alex Ross's uh, drawings of Spider-Man. I forgot mm. what the name of that suit is off the top of my head, but there have been many, many Alex Ross drawings of him in a suit very similar to that. Mm. So I'm wondering if it is that suit. Again, I don't remember the name off the top of my head. It's very possible, but. Basically, what was discussed in this very short clip, like I said, you can feel free to clip, uh, click on the show notes for the video. But the thing to take notice is that Jimmy is pretty much a Marvel fan, like the rest of us. Oh, yeah. And he always tries to get a little bit of something extra out of his guests. Yep. They usually don't give, but Tom Holland, <laughs> Mr. Holland... Is he has not- a history. He has notorious, <laughs> notorious for giving away. And not even on purpose. I think they used it to their advantage, but I think they were the execs at Sony and Marvel were very clear. Go on, say the lines, and get off. Yeah. Because Jimmy does ask the question, so what's happening? Because he kind of spoilers for yeah. Avengers disappear. So what's happening here? And the look on his face of sheer shock, it it could have been acting, but it looked kind of genuine to me. And it I really a little bit legit, like he's like, oh, no, don't ask me because I will actually say it. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, between him and Mark Ruffalo, these Mark two. Ruffalo. Uh, I Mark Ruffalo them, was on my goodness. Jimmy Fallon, I want to say two weeks ago now. All right, well, I mean, that was, yes. We can also put that one in the show notes. That one was obviously completely staged, but... Completely staged. But still, I mean, they played fun with it because, you know, of course Mark Ruffalo is like that. But with Tom Holland, I feel like it can go either way. Uh... Like, with him, they could have, like, this could have obviously been a complete staged thing, but at the same time with him, with that face, he could have been like, I'm afraid that I'm actually going to say something by accident. Yeah, he didn't have anybody to rely on, like Benedict Cumberbatch. Which yeah. is hilarious. Oh my god. The interview when they're both talking and then they ask Tom and then Benedict just goes, I'll take that one. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Really? Let's uh, see. But yeah, I mean the uh it's it's it was a funny video. Uh we'll put it in the uh the video notes for sure. But uh it basically <laughs> Tom kinda goes, you know, in response to Jimmy. Uh you know, Jimmy asks him like what's Thanos doing? Blah blah blah. And then Spider-Man or Tom Holland just goes, you know, Thanos is robbing a bank. I got to go get him because, you know, Thanos is poor. 
I'll see you later. <laughs> and that was pretty great. Uh, and then, and then, dude, he's so nimble. He is like a perfect Spider-Man. Just does a flip out of nowhere. Yeah. Just as le- as he's leaving, it's like, what? Why? Okay. Because he can. Hey, you're that spider guy. Do a flip. <laughs> Still one of my favorite parts of that movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he does the flip. <laughs> he's so excited. He's very excited. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. I mean, the the biggest. I think the only reason they they honestly did this was because they're you know they were filming in New York, and uh, that's that's where Jimmy uh, Jimmy uh, uh, isn't he in LA? I thought he. I th- I mean, he would have to be in New York, don't you think? Because uh, you know Jimmy Fallon's in New York. Jimmy Fallon's in New York, but Jimmy's in LA. Absolutely, absolutely, LA. Oh, so they've been in. Oh yeah, because they wrapped, and then he went to. And then I guess they went back to LA. Yeah, he. So Jim. So every once in a while, that you'll have a late night show host. You know, like either travel cross country to different yeah. pavilions and stadiums, but he operates absolutely out of California. Okay. Yeah, I was just thinking because they were filming in New York. But uh, what I was originally going to say was, I think they did this because since they were filming in New York outside. There were a lot of pictures going around of the suit and everything like that, but they were all technically leaked images, right? There were just mm. random people on the street taking photos of it or, you know, a paparazzi taking photos of it, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So I think this was Marvel's way of like, all right, well, the suit's out there. Everything's out there. Let's just put him on, you know, Jimmy Kimmel really fast, have him officially wear the suit and have like official photos of the suit and stuff like that mm-hmm. just to, you know, have things going. But, well, uh, I, it was I think really it, funny. I think, I think it was kind of like a PR control thing, almost. I mean, sure, you could say that, but would it have been really funny? Because you had mentioned this when you called me yesterday, yeah. And so. you said, <laughs> "What if they showed a teaser trailer for Spider-Man before <laughs> Avengers?" Yeah. So let's I was rest on, on that for a second. <laughs> so the context on where I found this from. So I was on Reddit when I was reading when I was watching the video. And one of the top comments in Reddit was, wouldn't it be great if they debuted, like, a Spider-Man teaser trailer before anything of Avengers 4? Like, this entire site of, this entire subreddit would just flip tables everywhere. And that would be, honestly, hilarious. And I would hate Marvel for the rest of my life if they ever did that. I mean, freaking Avengers, man. <laughs> I, look, I, I would, so look. The Russo brothers have delivered time and time again. They delivered with uh, the Winter Soldier. They delivered with Civil War. They delivered with Avengers 3. And now they're in this interesting predicament with 4, which I'm sure they have literally the best movie to finish 10 years of films. Okay? I'm ready for it. I'm so, so, so ready for this. But what do you do with the trailer? How do you deal with the trailer? Unless you do a Back to the Future and you make a trailer specifically for the purposes of being a trailer. That's the only way I see them, like, getting out of this. Because you're going to have to show things. (laughs) Like, that's how trailers work. That's usually how trailers work. So, I mean, look. Here's the thing. You're wondering about the trailer. I'm still wondering what the damn title is. (laughs) I don't. I mean, at this point, who cares? Avengers 4. Let's just call it Avengers 4 and call it a night. Let's but just do that. boring. Oh, God. Imagine if they only call it Avengers 4. Yes. I'd be okay with that. Oh, my 
goodness. You get a pass. Oh, God. You get a pass. Oh. Everyone gets a pass. The internet would break. (laughs) They will be up in Fury if they just, Nick Fury, if they just call it (laughs) Avengers 4. Cornball. Um, Would it really be that bad? So it wouldn't be bad. Like, that's not a bad title per se, but it's just that, like, after all this speculation of everybody just trying to figure out what the name of this title is, you have Kevin, you have the Russo brothers just, like, teasing the title at you, and then they're just like, Avengers 4. (laughs) What if, and this is the last thing before we jump into our next thing, what if, what if, what if, they haven't decided on a title yet. <laughs> oh, that would be even better. They're just like, yeah, we'll we'll announce the title when we're ready. <laughs> Guys, this movie comes out in three days. We need something. <laughs> like, logistically speaking, they could be at a point right now where they haven't really decided because they still have to print, like, promotional materials and, like, billboards and everything. What if they, what if they decide the title when they're, like, done editing the film? Uh, and then they go okay we just watched this movie what do we call it (laughs) that's just a scary scary prospect but because because they shot this and infinity war back to back right uh that's what they no they they say what they say is we filmed one we took a small little break whatever a small little break is and then now we film the rest that's fact i think that they were totally filming side by side for continuity purposes, I, I just think it's yeah. wiser to do that because if they go into a time thing and they are going to recreate some of the scenes, that's just harder to do as opposed to just filming it and at the the time that they're doing it. Because Absolutely. Jeremy Renner was on set. He was recording. <laughs> he was. He was there. He was there for all of Avengers 3, and all of a sudden, he was not present in any of the things. Like, Ant-Man, I could understand. Maybe not. But, like, he was there. He was totally... I think he was there. I don't know. Who knows, Josh? Who knows? Oh, wait. You just had an, an epiphany. I did. Okay, let's go. All right, we need to we need to move on, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave this little nugget right there. We're never gonna move on. <laughs> no, we're moving on. We have to, but I'm gonna leave this nugget there. Let me leave it. Drop it. What if Hawkeye was there the whole time, a la Prisoner of Azkaban? The Cloak of Invisibility? No. Remember when they time traveled and like. Hermione like hit herself in the back of the but head. How would Hawkeye do that? Like, imagine Hawkeye trying to manipulate things while they're fighting, right? Like he was actually there. Like he caused something to happen, but he needed it to happen in a specific way. So instead of quote unquote stopping Thanos, he kind of helped him, but he had to in order for the proper timeline that Doctor Strange started to happen. Uh huh, and Hawkeye is responsible for this. Hawkeye and Wong. Oh, Scott. Three of them. They're the real Avengers. I I mean, I find it more believable that Bruce Banner is still in space, and the actual Banner that we got is Loki. 
I'm, I'm, I'm still on that bandwagon. Yeah, but we saw him trying to transform. No, it would actually make perfect sense that he wouldn't be able to transform. Because Loki wouldn't want to transform into the Hulk. So he's like, no, I don't want to do that. Oh, uh, yeah, that makes sense. I don't know. We'll see. We need to move on. <laughs> yeah. It's every single freaking time this happens. <laughs> Just get stuck. Anyways, um, okay, it's entree time. Which one do we do first? Because in this corner, we have Hocus Pocus via Kamarak Review. And in this corner, we have the Halloween remake sequel boot with almost all the important characters from the original via the Cubby Review. All right, let's do this. Uh, Heads, we go Hocus. Tails, we go uh, Halloween. Okay. Ready. Go. Hey, Siri. Heads or Tails? Was that necessary? The world will never know. You might be missing some of the benefits that stereo can provide. Okay, so we're just going to go right into the movie that is now 20 years old. Today? Is it today? It is not today. This movie came out in July of 1993. Wait, it came out in July? Hocus Pocus, a movie about witches and Halloween, came out in July of 1993? Yeah, I was just What the hell? Disney? Yeah, I could have sworn this was a Halloween movie. Nope, it was a summer flick. Which is probably why it didn't do well in its first initial run. Oh, that's so... disturbing. Okay, whatever. Anyway. Also, it's not 20th anniversary. It's not? We're, we're We're in 2018. This came out in 1993. There's no zero involved at all. I saw a notification that said, what? What did it say? What did the notification say? This is why you don't believe everything that's on the internet. I know, but I'm just reading what I saw. <laughs> what is the anniversary? Is it the 25th anniversary then? Uh, yes, that's, that's what it is, 25th. 25th? Can you edit that out? That would be nice if you could edit it out. No, I'm leaving this because the world needs to see you burn. It's just so cruel. Just like the Sanderson sisters. Oh, my God. All right, let's just do this. They came back after they were burned, though. Uh, So, okay, so you tell me what are your experiences, because clearly my memory is completely messing with me right now. I remember watching this on TV. I don't remember seeing this in movies. I remember watching this in school. Wow. um, During, like, lunch. So, like, during lunch lunchtime... We would be in our classrooms and, you know, people would bring in, like, whatever movie, you know, to watch during lunch. So there would be, like, Aladdin. There would be Little Mermaid. Somebody brought in Power Rangers one time. And then somebody brought in Hocus Pocus. And I remember watching it. And I was like, oh, this, this is okay. It's like, whatever. It's a movie. Um, didn't really think anything of it. But, you know, every Halloween, you know, that movie would be around, right? Like, I would see it, and I'm like, oh, it's Hocus Pocus again. This is, a, this is a fun movie. Zachary Binks, all that. Or Thackeray Binks. I thought it was Zachary for the longest time, by the way. <laughs> but it's Thackeray Binks. Um, yeah, I mean, it was just a movie that I would just see just see every Halloween. Like, I would see, um, you know, Tim Allen's The Santa Claus every every Christmas. It was just every there. Christmas. Or a Christmas story every Christmas. Mm-hmm. This would just be there every Halloween. This and The Nightmare Before Christmas would always be there. Which... 
we need, still need to get into. Is that movie a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie? That's a separate topic. What are your thoughts on Hocus Pocus? <sighs> Hocus Pocus was uh, an interesting movie that I saw on television probably a year after or two years after the fact. And I always thought it was a cool movie. I thought the Sanderson sisters, um, well, I knew one of them fairly well. I knew of Bette Midler, but I didn't really know Sarah Jessica Parker like that when I was a kid. And the other one, I think, is Kathy... I dare not say her name in the state that I'm in right now. So Kathy, <laughs> last name N-A-J-I-M-Y. Whoa. Najimy? I'll let you say it. Um, I think I, that's I, what it is. Najimy? I didn't know them very well, but I did know Bette Midler, and I knew her as a singer, as because she is an artist. Sure. And she sang, but she didn't really sing like the way she sings on her albums. She kind of sings in this, you know, not even a threatening way. I, like, I don't know. I never found this movie scary. I found it, you know, very charming. Sure. And, um, you know, whenever a kid watches a movie where the kids are going to be in trouble, you feel like you're also in trouble. So I always felt like it was great storytelling there. And I, I liked it. I mean, I've always had pretty good memories of it. But... Something happened over the years, and this movie has now is has now fallen into what people can call a cult classic. That's fair. Now, do you want to define what a cult classic is and why movies make it into the stage? Do you want the real definition or my definition? Um, you pick. I trust uh, you. Well, I mean, I would consider a cult classic to be a film that was not necessarily a critical or financial success when it originally appeared. Mm -hmm. However, years later, it has gotten, I guess, audience perception of it has grown more and and it's seen more as a, uh, what what would I call it? It's seen more as a... uh, Family, well, not necessarily family friendly, but seen more as a as a bigger deal than it initially was, I guess. Yeah, so the audience and audience participation is a lot more engaging yeah. after its initial run. Exactly. Yeah. Examples of this. Do you have any examples? Oh, I have I a thought, few. I thought I thought you were going to go into it. No, I, I mean, I'll, I can I can totally give examples. I wanted to know if you had any specific cult classics that you have in your library that you thoroughly enjoy. Uh, you know, there's Mortal Kombat, there's Doom, there's Super Mario Brothers. Is Mortal Kombat a cult classic? Not at all. I have nothing. Can you can you please <laughs> spare me from this? <laughs> I can't think of anything right now. Fight Club. Fight Club is totally a cult classic. Okay, the initial run that was domestic uh, wasn't as nearly as pop- popular as the people like myself that just could not get enough of it and found that every single scene was a quotable scene. Sure. Um, mean Girls, cult classic. Very much a cult classic. They're still raving about this movie, even to this day. And I also happen to be one of them. Classic cult classic film. What is the name of that movie? Um, Evil Dead. Evil Dead is another big one. Big, big, big one that like tripled its popularity way after its initial theater run. I think it was a limited release and the amount of success and fortune 
and the careers that it launched afterward is immense. But I want to say probably the crown jewel of cult classics, Rocky Horror Picture Show. That was... I haven't seen it. Are you kidding me? No. You know what's going on the list right now? Yeah. This movie is something that you have to watch. Oh, boy. It's just something you have to see. This you is do already realize, on the list of so many things that I need to see from you. I understand, but you do understand that by the time you see this, you're going to be in a situation where you're going to be like, I, I have no idea why I'm even watching this. That's fair. It's 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 a corny, corny, corny movie. You know what's another one that's actually really good? I don't know if I would call it a cult classic, but it was way more popular during its um, VHS tape run. The Never Ending Story. Man. Aww. What a great movie that was. That is a good movie. That well, I mean, I haven't seen it recently though, so I don't really know if nostalgia is gonna actually hold up. I but, would you know. like for it to though. Uh, spoiler alert: the story ended, by the way. But wow! Um, listen, every and every beginning has an end, Neo. Anyway, for this film, Hocus Pocus. Stop looking at me like that. I just can't stop looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> You need to stop. We need to talk about a bunch of Hocus Pocus. I can't talk about Hocus Pocus. I I mean, honestly, like, the last time I saw the movie was... Damn. I probably was in college. Really? Yeah. Oh, I can tell you the last time I saw this movie. When was the last time you saw this movie? Last Halloween. So, why am I even talking about this? Please tell me more. (laughs) No, I mean, I legitimately do... watched this movie almost every Halloween. We had it on... I remember this vividly. I was in the living room with my sister, and we had this movie on for my two little nephews, and they were watching it as trick-or-treaters were coming in, and we would have Hocus Pocus. Mm. And, you know, they the two little ones, they loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, so they really enjoy this movie. And, I mean, yeah, it's it's just a fun flick. Like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, like, this this is the Avengers Infinity War of 1993. Not at all. No. me. But, like, it's a fun film, and it's a very, very campy, but it's also, you know, it's directed campy? by Kenny. I, it's campy. What are you talking about? I mean, it's like a step away from a TV movie. Exactly. Well, I was about to say, it is directed by Kenny Ortega, who did also direct all the high school musicals. Um, he's, he's known for, you know, choreography and stuff like that. So, I mean, I, I, I can understand why it. You know, it can very well be seen as a TV movie, um, but it's it's just I don't know. It's just so fun to watch. I feel like every single time I watch it, I still you know chuckle at some of the jokes. I'm still like that was corny, but I still love this movie. Like it's just it's just fun. That's what it is. It's just mindless fun. And you know, Bette Midler and Sarah Jessica Parker, who I didn't know it was Sarah Jessica Parker at the time. Mm. I'm just like, oh, you're all the three of you are doing really, really great, as well as you know, Kathy. And uh, you know, again, Thackeray. I have mm. to remember it's Thackeray. Not Zachary. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, that cat, you know, he's got some sass to him. <laughs> he's a sassy cat. He's not like Salem from Sabrina, who was sassier, mind you. Oh man. I do he remember was that. Super cat. sassy. But this cat had some sass to it. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, overall, I really do enjoy this movie. It's 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 fun. I'll watch it, you know, pretty much any time. It's always on sale everywhere during this time as well. So everyone who hasn't already grabbed it will grab it. Two bucks, three bucks, something like that. Yeah, something so, like that. Just a fun movie to watch. I just remember 
um, the head Sanderson sister saying, if you don't catch them, all the children are going to be running amok. Amok. Amok, 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 amok. And then you get punched in the stomach. In the stomach. That was Sarah yeah. Jessica Parker's thing. That was Sarah Jessica Parker. And then she also, grew up... that that song that she sings always is like, oh, that's still a little creepy. I put a spell on you. I do Not remember that. One, that. that one. Well, that was Bette Midler singing that one. Right. Oh, yes, that one. Yes, 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 yes. I know what you're talking about. But see, like, I do remember it, but I mean, I haven't seen it. It's like, recently I was on the podcast with the VCR kids, and I watched uh, the original Jumanji. And, uh, you know, that was an interesting watch. Because, I don't know if you've seen Jumanji, the original one, recently? Why didn't you grab the game, Peter? Anyway, I, I always <laughs> think that's a weird line whenever he said that. That, no, I don't find that a weird line. I find the line... The, <laughs> it's not a line. It's the entire beginning sequence where the kids are trying to get rid of the game. And there's oh, yeah. a scene where the kid turns around and he's like, May God have mercy on their soul. And I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be this kind of movie. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so serious. It's very okay. serious. All right, that's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, so my memory of it is pure and it's solid and it's intact. I don't know whether or not if I would see this again, if it would be sullied by aging technology, because I thought that way about like about Jumanji, and I saw like the monkeys, and I was like, oh, this is terrible. I'm never gonna watch this movie ever again. But it was the something were very terrible. <laughs> Yes, but there is something extremely endearing about terribly animated CGI monkeys. Yes. <laughs> like, they make terrible offensive faces <laughs> throughout do, the entire it's really movie. Bad. It's really bad. I always like the rhino that's last in the stampede. He's oh, yeah. Favorite. He's always, like, trudging along in the back. He's my spirit animal. He's, yeah. I'm noticing that there's a lot of other movies that um, we can watch, but we have to carve out some time for you so we can actually get you up to speed with some cult classics and some films. Just yeah. don't give me that look. Just just get with the program. As as it turns out though, I don't want to. Anyway, so this wow. movie, <laughs> This film. Uh so it is a Disney movie, by the way. In it case is. we didn't mention that. Uh yeah, I guess it turned out okay for them in the end, right? I guess when they first made it, they were like, all right, well, this wasn't that great. And then now everyone buys it every Halloween. So And now Disney is actually doing a musical inside Disney World. So that yes. tells you. Yeah. Okay, that tells we you get the it. popularity of this film now. Yeah. This is like, we heard you. We get it. We're, we're working on it. Yeah. Just reviving this thing. Yep. Okay. Reviving a movie that technically doesn't need to be revived, but it's no. doing it. So, hey, more power to it, right? Or Hocus Pocus 2. Oh, I don't know if I want that. I don't know if they can do that. I mean, like, legitimately yeah. speaking, like, they have so many movies that they're currently moving around. Like, for them to say, like, okay, we're putting all of our chips in a Hocus Pocus 2, like, that would have to be a massive production. Yeah, and th honestly, the film would have to be good. <laughs> like, I mean... Not, like, not, I'm not Hocus saying that Pocus this, good. Like, I'm not saying that Hocus Pocus isn't a good movie because it's, it's, it's an okay movie. Like, it's mm -hmm. good, but it's not like something to brag about, right? But this movie, if it's 
anything worse than what Hocus Pocus already is, it's, it's not a it's not going to do well. Like you people remember, will see right through it. Remember back in the the nineties when Disney used to come out with like three very not great, terrible family flicks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why'd you remind me? Of oh God, Homeward Bound. <laughs> oh no, no, I like Homeward Bound. No, you don't. Shut up. Shadow. <laughs> No, you don't. When you don't Shadow like almost didn't make it home, I almost cried. Okay, so and then he appeared over the hill. All right, limping. let me ask you. I'm gonna tell you how much, how full of crap you are right now. Okay? He didn't. He almost didn't make it out of the mud. He may not have been able to make it out of the mud, but do you own a copy in your library right now of Homeward Bound? Exactly. I can find it on HBO if I want to. Exactly my point. I'm just saying. Those movies I'm were bad. Listen, I'm just saying, Homeward Bound, Air Bud, anything with a Golden Retriever, I will watch it. Flubber. Does it have a Golden Retriever in it? Uh, no. But it, it, was a a Di- it was a Disney family flick. Mm, okay. Yeah, there's Flubber. There's also the Shaggy Dog. Which one? The Kirk Cameron one? Uh, the Kirk Cameron one. Wasn't was there one with... It? No, it was oh. one with Tim Allen. Feel like and was Robert Downey freaking Jr. also. Was it Robert Downey Jr.? Yes, he was. <laughs> huh. Why am I thinking of a movie with Kirk Cameron then? I don't know. Oh, uh, the computer who wore tennis shoes. That's what he was in. That's not the Shaggy Dog. That's not the Shaggy Dog. For whatever reason, I confused the two. How? Don't ask me. Wow. One's about a computer and tennis shoes and the other one's... And you're making fun of me for five years. Got it. <laughs> hey, don't say that. I just did. It's rude. So are you. Anything else? Uh, no, because you're rude now. I don't oh my to you. gosh. <laughs> In closing. In closing. This film, this film, this film happened. This film has turned into a cult classic. Uh, I'm probably going to watch it when we're done recording. Crappiest Comorac review we've ever done. Not the crappiest. I don't know. I'm just interested, maybe. <laughs> I mean, you watched it last year, and I watched it several years ago. <laughs> uh, least researched. How's that? Least re- Oh yeah, that's absolutely accurate. I apologize. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's all we got for this Comorac. Uh When we return, and we will return. Uh, we will discuss the re 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 turn of Mike Myers. I think you might be right on that. The spy. No, don't. No. Stabbed me. N- yes. Repeatedly. Various. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. 
But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Josh and I just returned from seeing Halloween 2018, because we have to put that in parentheses, directed by David Gordon Green. I've never heard of this person before, have you? Uh, you know, I've heard of him once when the movie was announced, um, but that's about it. Wow. Also, the fact that we have to say Halloween 2018, because there are three films in this series that are named just Halloween. The original yeah. Halloween, Rob yeah. Zombie's Halloween, mm-hmm. and this Halloween. Mm-hmm. It gets very confusing. Yeah, yeah. What? I, I don't know. I don't. I don't really know how to put into words how I feel about this film, and I, I will explain why. Well, when while you think of that, you know, we do a thing here at uh, FGC Podcast it's called the Cubby, right? Allows us mm-hmm. to be organized and consistent, following the overall reception, plot, action, acting, music, cinematography, conclusion, and stingers. Uh, you can start with your organized overall perception. Jace? Perception of the film and I guess trailers, because, you know, we always talk about the trailers in the first. The trailers were pretty standard. And the reason why I say pretty standard is because this is the, that film that was genre-defining. So for a film to come out again that's called Halloween for 2018, it was pretty standard. I didn't feel like it really deviated from it. So why did I see this film is the question. What made me want to go see it? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Like I don't. I guess like it was a. It's a Halloween movie. You know, it's a new one. Sure. And I. I suppose that there was. I guess. Different things that I was expecting to change. But I don't know if I really got that. I felt like. Most of this movie felt pretty rehashed. I'm going to give you an example. Of how I felt towards this movie. And this is almost the same way I feel about this movie for this one. Man of Steel. Not Man of Steel. Superman Returns. That's it. Superman Returns. Superman Returns is not a bad movie if the original Superman didn't precede it. The reason why I have issues with Superman Returns is because I've seen it already. Except they updated the graphics and they changed a few things, but the villain's the same. The what the villain wants is the same. It's literally the same freaking movie. Yeah. 
not wrong. And now I'm watching Halloween, and I'm like, oh, okay, this is a throwback. Okay, they're showing the same shot scenes. Okay, we got the same music. Hey, it's a little bit more beady. Uh, I can make it my ringtone. Josh, you know when they made uh, Uncharted? For what was it? You know how they remade it for PS4 and they were like, this is the HD remake. And you're like, okay, if I have an HD 4K television, I guess this is beneficial. But if you have a regular 1080p, you're just kind of playing the game over again for extra trophies. This movie felt like that. It, wasn't it felt like I was watching... Okay. Well, <laughs> didn't have to rub it in. But what I'm trying to say is it's difficult for me to move in a cubby review when I've seen Halloween. And while the sharpness of the film is very much appreciated and the new cameras and the new styles, the motivations are fairly the same. Which is a shame. Which is what I'm going to get into. I mean, so overall reception is, it's a good movie, but I've seen it already. I've seen it. It's like, That's, I don't know how much, yeah. I just don't know how many times you can, re. which is why we said before, it's a remake sequel boot. Yeah. Because yeah. they, like, got rid of some of the other ones. Because in H2O, Jamie Lee Curtis's character, Laurie, fell off. A roof, well, and she disappeared into the darkness, and she died. <laughs> <laughs> well, did, like, didn't she happening? like fake her death at one point in one of the movies too? I don't know, man. There's I'm so saying. many movies, and it's like, well, none of those older ones count. Which is something that people do these days. Yeah, they did. Jurassic Park did it, and I'm like, okay, but did you need to do it? Yeah. Like, are you really getting something more out of forgetting what happened? Uh, you know, not really, but. uh I mean, yeah, I, I'm i kind of in your boat in the sense that I don't know what made me want to go watch it. Again, it was probably just, like, a few different people, friends of mine, they were like, oh, let's go watch this movie. And I was like, all right, yeah, I'll go watch it. And I have no, I'm going to say this right off the bat, I have no attachment to the original Halloween film or series of films. Like, I was, I did not go see the Rob Zombie ones when they came out in theaters. Um, I was too young to obviously watch any of the ones that did come out in theaters when I was younger. Mm. Um, And Michael, I've always known about, you know, the Michael Myers serial killer movies, but I was never necessarily, I wouldn't seek out the Halloween franchise. Like I would rather watch Friday the 13th or Freddy Krueger for horror icons, if you will. Um, Just because I felt like they're, backstories were a little bit more fleshed out and I found them a little bit more interesting as characters. Uh, that being said, I didn't, you know, I, I did kind of want to see it once I saw the initial trailer. I was like, okay, this looks this looks like a good, it's going to be a good uh, horror film. It looks like it's going to be a good Halloween film. And yeah, I mean, once I finished watching it, I was like, okay, it, it was good. Like I again, I didn't feel any type of attachment to it or anything of that nature. But I was like, all right, this this was this was good. Does it take a lot of beats from the original? Oh, absolutely. Um, oh my goodness. We'll get into it in a little bit. But there's like, oh, there are certain recreation shots that are like, oh, okay, see what you did there. Eighty uh, percent. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. Eighty percent of the movie yeah. was done exactly. <laughs> but the my same. my quote unquote, I guess, disappointment was that um, I watched before watching the film. I watched a review by one Chris Stuckman mm. uh, on YouTube. And he mentioned something that I was like, oh, I didn't even think of that. That kind of sounds like it would have been a lot a, a better film in my case. Uh, basically, you know, Laurie, played by Jamie Lee Curtis, is kind of... She's kind of a Sarah Connor in this movie. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, yeah, she's been traumatized by this thing. She knows that he's still out there. And she just trains herself and her child to, like, basically destroy this thing when it does eventually come back after her. Mm-hmm. And I, and I kind of wish they focused more on that mm-hmm. than what they did focus on, because then that would have been like, okay, yeah, you're definitely being nostalgic to or you know homaging the original Halloween, but then you're also homaging Terminator, and that's kind of badass in a horror film, right? Sure. So I felt like that would have been a lot better than what we got, but I'm not saying what we got wasn't bad. Like what we it's got was bad. was entertaining and I liked it. No, I, I just think that now that idea is in my head, I'm like, oh, I kind of would want to see that a little bit more. Mm. Yeah, but uh, critics do did like this film though. Eighty percent uh, rotten, certified fresh on the tomato meter. Eighty one percent of audience scores liked it as well. So there mm-hmm. are a lot of people who, despite the fact that yes, there are a lot of homages and shots from the original film, a lot of people do like this one. How many people do you think in that group of people saw the original? Um, or familiar with the original? Probably, I would say half. Yeah, I'm so saying. Like, for many people, this is the first time that they've ever seen this. And yeah. of course it works. Because the first one was really good. Yeah. Um, but the plot. The plot. <laughs> so many missed opportunities. Yeah. They had really good ideas that they like floated into the movie, and I'm like, "What? Keep going? Like, <laughs> Why just <did> stop. <laughs> just, just go. Just don't. Don't. I, I kind of don't care about the grandkid at, at her prom. Don't. I don't. <laughs> so there's a. So it starts out with these two podcasters are, are winning awards, kind of in the same vein as the serial podcast that's on Apple podcast. Um, they go and they visit Michael Myers, and he's uh, this notorious legend as the known as the babysitter killer, murder, murderer, the babysitter murderers. And, Say that um, five times fast. I will not. And anyway, they go in, and the intro was, I thought, very confusing because the only thing that intro scene served to do was to introduce Michael Myers. And I didn't think it was compelling to me at all. It was strange because I thought the way that they had set it up, it led me to believe that he was going to say something. Because many times, you remember, when he's introduced by the doctor, he's like, yeah, he can absolutely speak. He chooses not to. They say that throughout the entire movie, and I thought, like, we'll get into this, but I thought they were leading up to him saying something at the very end. Oh, my gosh. Never does. Never. I'm like, that is the most... Spoilers, by the way, in case you haven't seen Halloween. Uh, Michael Myers doesn't talk. 
Uh, he never talks. He's never <laughs> talked to any of the films. But in this one, they really drive it home. They this drive it cannot... home, and you're just like, okay, this is you know, this is foreshadowing for when he eventually says something. Yeah, he doesn't so, do it. <laughs> the problem that I had with it is that this there's a lot of the energy that was pent up is just. I kind of felt like I was playing a video game again. You know when you're you're doing the the mini games and you're trying to get like I don't know like a a, a recipe to cook and you have to get it at the right temperature and if you don't hit it at the right time the steam goes out the side and you don't get the right temperature. I just felt like a lot of that energy was lost in that scene. That is a good analogy. I just like I was waiting for him to say something and he doesn't. So I was like, oh, okay. So we're starting off this way. Yeah. Fine totally okay with that so then the, the you know the, the scene starts and you know you get the titles and they even got it down to the the, the faded letters yeah from red to yellow i really like that touch i'm yeah. not gonna lie this nice. it was a it was a great beginning yeah and then you know the story continues following the the podcasters which were just throwaway characters you know fodder for michael myers to kill um, but then you also get to meet Jamie Lee Curtis's Lori character. Is it Lori? Am I saying that it right? It is Lori. Lori Strode. Okay, so, yeah, Lori Strode's character. I'm um, sorry. Jamie Lee Curtis's character, Lori Strode. She is not there. She, you know, accepts a money offer to have this very... I don't know. I, again, I felt like it was a throwaway scene where she kind of explains to them that she's not crazy, he's absolutely real, and it is the boogeyman. Yeah. And she says the interview's over, and I don't get to know anything more than what the reporters explain. She then goes to visit the, the her granddaughter, which is exposition was very heavy there, okay. where... You know, oh, clearly that you're not okay because, you know, you lost your daughter. Your daughter was taken from you. You can't see your granddaughter because she's estranged. I don't really know how that would be relevant. I feel like the daughter being taken away is would have been news, but the granddaughter would have been, like, I don't know, like, stalking. That felt like that was stalking. Sure. <laughs> so, you know, then she's outside, which I thought was such a cool scene. She was outside kind of the way Michael Myers was in the first freaking movie. Yeah, that was cool. I thought that was so cool, and I was like, oh, wait a minute. Well, she does that twice in this movie. She does it twice. Yeah. It's 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 purposefully done, but it doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. It really... So there was... I'm just going to fast forward through it, because, I mean, honestly, if you watch Halloween and you watch this movie, it's the same movie. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm like, you laugh, but it's like, it's... There's nothing added to this film. There are new characters... You get to see Laurie's daughter and her granddaughter. But Laurie's granddaughter follows what Laurie was in the original film. Yeah, pretty much. So now you have this extra character that is familiar with the pain and anguish and the torment and the psychological damage that has been done to her. But her character doesn't go anywhere. The doctor character... I love the Doctor character until I didn't love the Doctor character. I thought they were going to go somewhere with him, too. He, when he stabbed the cop, I was like, okay, didn't see that coming. Yeah. Let's keep going. Then he rose up on the scene where he had the Halloween mask on. I was like, no freaking way. Yeah. 
you've got some some cojones on you. Yep. Okay, you're going somewhere. And then they tossed him away. There was a scene in the in the car where the granddaughter is being transported while Mike Myers is literally in the car, which I thought was pretty tense, not for nothing, of a scene. Yeah. And he says, I never really understood why Michael Myers did any of this. And I'm like, true. No one on the planet knows why Michael Myers did any of this. And it all started when he was eight, and he went... He snapped, yeah. and he killed his sister while she was naked. I have no idea what the heck that was about, but yeah. there was some trauma, clearly. And then he just had this insatiable urge to kill and to keep killing, and he was unstoppable. But there was a comparison that was made for Laurie becoming the Predator, and the doctor wanted to see what happened with Michael Myers yeah. and how he would react when he was the prey and I instantly perked up because I was like I didn't see that coming but they didn't go anywhere with that nope he dies like two minutes later <laughs> he dies two minutes later but you could still have Mike Myers be you know like Tom and Jerry like just flip the rolls around for yeah. once flip the rolls around you had all of the setup and then it just just followed through and I'm like yeah this is terrible. <laughs> Why are you doing this? I mean, that's the plot. The thing, <laughs> that's, that, that is the plot. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's basically they had, like, ideas in there that were just like, ooh, okay, this is interesting. This is a new take. This is new. Uh, oh, you're not, going th- you're not going that way. No? Okay, you're going this way. All right, well, that's, I guess that's the way that you normally go, but we could take this route if no, you don't. Okay. That's kind of how it was, right? Mm-hmm. And I really wish that they kind of embraced those ideas a little bit more because then I think we would have gotten truly something new, right? Mm-hmm. We would have been able to, been able to explore something different. Mm-hmm. And they didn't. So that was a missed opportunity. Yeah. I mean, there was even, even you know, going back to the doctor... I thought that they were going to do something like, oh, he was actually going to turn out to be like his father or a relative or something. The that way, would have been too cheesy. That I mean, would have way too cheesy. It would have been way too cheesy, but like it would have been something at least a little bit different um, instead of building towards something and then, you know, all these foreshadows and hints like, oh, this is what's going to happen. And then they just do complete 180 and not do it at all. You know how this would have been an amazing movie? I'm just I'm gonna blow your mind. Do it. Blow it. Wait. This this would have been an amazing movie if Jamie Lee Curtis's character, Lori, became the new Mike Myers. Well, so that's Hear interesting. Me out. Go ahead. Hear me out. Yeah. Hear me out. She becomes it not because of the trauma that Mike has done, but Mike Myers desperately wants Laurie to feel what he's feeling. He doesn't want to tell the doctor. He wants only her to know. So what he does is he doesn't go to kill the three like he does in the movie. He holds the granddaughter hostage and something happens where the grand uh, Laurie kills the granddaughter and then she snaps. That would have been cool. 
Yeah. And then the mm-hmm. complete, like, the dynamic has completely changed. Yeah. That would have been pretty cool. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. But, like, I mean, they kind of hinted at something, right? Because the final shot is, you know, the granddaughter holding the knife. So, I mean, they might do something there. I don't know. Uh, I mean... they might They might do what you... Well, they might have the granddaughter turn into the next... Mike Myers or something, right? It might be her. <sighs> That's a stretch. That's a stretch. Who knows? I mean, why else zoom into that shot to be like, oh, look, it's the knife, and then they Jamie the Lee Curtis as the old, you know, woman that has been through years of trauma, who spent her entire life, you know, defending herself, losing all of her relationships, yeah. is a shell of the person that she used to be. Yeah. And now, you know, her granddaughter dies. I mean, she would have been perfect. Yeah, it would have been. She would have been so good. Alas, that is not the film that we got. Just somebody um, call me to write a movie, please. I mean, I I will vouch for him. He can can write one, guys. He can do it. I guarantee it. Anyways, Anyways. that's the plot. Let's talk about action, because, you know, there's... There are a lot of killings in this movie. He kills a lot of people. I mean, that's what it does, though. I, I mean, know. that's why you're. That's really why you're coming. That's why there. you go. That's exactly it. There's, there's why you go to see this film. Um, I thought a lot of the kills were kind of cool. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, when he stomps the doctor's head in, that was kind of cool. Special effects on that scene was pretty on point. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, my favorite kill, though, or at least the thing is, there are a lot of kills that you see that are like off camera, right? Like uh, the what's her name, the babysitter's boyfriend, just mm-hmm. hanging, just hanging yeah. on the wall with the knife like through his neck. Mm-hmm. Like, that's gruesome. Um, there's uh, which what was another good kill? Do you have any off the top of your head? Probably um, a lot of I, I do like a lot of the um, alluding to deaths. It kind of yeah. reminds me of Jaws, which is again not surprising because. They're copying the move. Not, I mean, whatever you can say, copying or not copying. But I Homage. mean, yeah. Do I feel like you know this movie copied the original? Yes. Do I feel like it was done in poor taste? No. I mean, this this movie really had the opportunity to to become something beautiful, yeah. and that's saying something for a horror movie. But um, I don't know if there's um. The action sequence that happened inside the bathroom is something that really caught my attention. Yeah, I that felt was like, brutal. <laughs> yeah. The way I felt he like just, that like, was, like, bashes his head into everything was brutal. But I felt like there was an actual struggle this time around. Yes. You know? It's not like, oh my gosh, I lost motor function in my legs. Yeah, I can't right. do anything. Like, I felt like he was actually trying to do something. Yeah. He actually got a few licks in. He tried to fight back. Yeah. But clearly he's overpowering. overpowering. Yeah. So, yeah, that was the scene that actually... And, you know, when he puts the mask on, I'm like, clearly that's... Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I um, did also like Judy Greer, by the way. So I guess this will kind of bleed into... Hand bleed, get it? Into acting. <laughs> uh, so I Who did... Who writes this stuff? <laughs> it's all me, I swear. Um, <laughs> when... You know, the final confrontation, right, when they're in the cellar downstairs and Mike busts the cellar door open. Which, by the way, how strong is this man? Seriously. Anyway. 
<laughs> should have a celebrity death battle and a screw thing, attack. That thing is made of, like, pure metal. How the hell did he move that entire thing? Whatever. Um, so I, just, I just need to she, kill. I Judy just need Gre- to kill. <laughs> right. Judy Greer is, like, you know, screaming, like, oh, I can't do this, blah, blah, blah. Mike steps in, into frame, and then she's like, gotcha. Boom. That was really cool. So, like, I thought Judy Greer was kind of on point. I didn't, at first, I didn't kind of take her for, like, oh, I was trained as a kid to do all this stuff. Like, it just didn't feel that way. But then, mm-hmm. like, in that little moment, I was like, okay, I get it. I, I, can, mm-hmm. I can see Judy Greer doing this. Because when I think of Judy Greer, I just think of her as the mom from Ant-Man now. And I'm just like, oh. And the mom from Jurassic World. And, oh, and the mom from Jurassic World, you're absolutely correct. <laughs> She plays moms always, a lot lately, huh? She plays moms a lot. She's yeah. very good at it. Yeah. But you know what? The the only thing that just got, popped up into my head during that scene? Yeah. I just imagined Thanos saying, you should have gone for the head. Oh, my gosh. She should have gone for the head. I mean, to be fair, she graced his neck. So that's, she was trying to go for what the What does that ever do? Well, I'm saying she tried to go for the head, but she missed. She missed, exactly. But so, you know, she still got a shot in the neck. So here's the acting, okay? Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis did a fantastic job. Oh, she's always awesome. Unfortunately, she could have been a lot more. Yeah. If the story was better. Yeah. Again, I really wish they would have del- delved into that Sarah Connor mentality a little bit more. Something. I mean, she's a woman unhinged. Yeah. I mean, like, remember when Sarah Connor went to you know uh, Reese's house and just like went off on him? I kind of uh-huh. wanted a scene like that for her. Yeah, that would have been nice. That would been really nice. Yeah, but that's not what happened. Um, I did like the acting that everybody had to give. I liked the doctor. Yep. I liked the the officer. Yes. Um, Will Patton. I liked. I liked the. The, the cowboy sheriff that, you know, was delivering the information. Yeah. I loved I loved him. He was cool. I, th- that kid stole the show. Oh, my God. That kid. He was... The theater... I mean, I don't think... I guess it was supposed to be funny. I don't know. But the theater was laughing with that child. Like, he was oh, absolutely. an absolute blast. Yeah. He I was think so I, funny. I, I give props to Danny McBride writing this movie. Because yeah. apparently he wrote this movie. Yeah, he helped write it, correct. So he, yeah. he he does know his stuff. He's he's a he, I think he's directed a few things too. So he definitely knows what he's doing. Yeah, and I can appreciate that. It yeah. shows. It really does show in the the body work that he does. Yeah. So I mean that all felt very natural. You know the acting wasn't terrible. No. But something is still missing in this movie. Um, that's all I have to say about acting. I didn't really think that somebody was like. Not breaking it as much as everybody else. Sure, that's fair. That's fair to say. Um, as for the music, uh, you know, this movie, of course, of course, uses the classic Halloween score, uh, John Carpenter's uh, song there, and it uses it pretty effectively. I think there was like just one moment where it randomly popped up, and I was like, "There's not a need for this right now," but okay. But other than that, you know, the score was great. The the atmospheric vibes that you got from it from certain you know, from certain shots. I guess this will also go into cinematography a little bit. They kind of blend it together to like create like a really good atmosphere, mm. uh, which was really really cool. And there were, I'm not mistaken, right? There were definitely some silent moments, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So like when the music stopped, like you felt it. So 
I thought it was very well done. There was one specific moment that really stuck in, in my mind, other than all of the hundred times that they were playing the piano theme song for Halloween. Yeah. There was a scene where he's in the house and he's like standing, you know, very tall inside this house and it pans from his feet to his head. Yeah. And you just hear these like these big horns that that kind of bring into this massiveness of this hulking stature that's inside of this house mm-hmm. who's ready to tear apart anything that's in his path. Yeah. That was a really good play on the cinema adding weight to the the tension and yeah. the the heaviness that's in that room. Yeah. And great. the danger also that's in that room. Yeah. The music was I mean, I typically kind of gloss over music. I'm like, hey, I wasn't feeling not here. Um definitely heavily influenced by the original, but there were some liberties that they took in certain parts and I felt like it elevated that very well. Yeah, for sure. And that going into, you know, the cinematography, we kind of, you know, we kind of mentioned this already, but there's so many shots. So many and not that it's a bad thing, but no, there's not a at all. lot of shots that are from almost beat to beat the original film. Mm-hmm. Like so many. Um, you know, what I did like, though, was, you know, especially the shots when, like, the camera's not on focus on whoever you're looking at, but in mm-hmm. the background you can see kind of what's going on. Like, stuff like that I, I enjoy a lot all the time. I enjoy that in the original film. I enjoy that in this film. So, I mean, little things, little touches like that are, are what what I enjoyed from it. Um, as well as just, again, the, the atmospheric that the music added along with certain shots. Like, one of my favorite things was... Uh, when they're when once Lori turns on all the lights in the house and like mm-hmm. you just see everything like illuminated around. Like mm. I for whatever reason I just really enjoyed that that entire area that they were in. I have to say one of my favorite scenes that really stuck out which is it's a challenge to do, even though they kind of did it in the original movie yeah. was when he enters the neighborhood and he starts and it's almost, work. it's almost single shot. Almost, yeah. almost. almost but, yeah. but to set up that, I yeah. mean, it's a complex oh, yeah. thing to do. It's not easy. And there was a lot going on, too. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So there's a lot of things that happen off screen. The camera is going in inside of houses. You know, it's the sounds and, you know, what you're focusing your attention on mm-hmm. audibly versus visually. And there's this one scene that, that stuck out to me. And it was the lighting in the sequence where he goes into the second house. Mm. He's walking down the side. Oh, yeah. And you see the focus is on the woman that's on the phone. Mm-hmm. But the lighting makes Mike Myers seem massive in yeah, his shadow. Yeah, like his shadow, yeah. I love, I mean, it's it's a, a beautifully shot scene. It's a very beautifully shot scene. Yeah, that was a good Honestly. Scene. Um... And it just maintains that, and all of this action is happening in this very static yeah. kind of scene. Yeah. You know, well done. Well, I mean, well done in the cinematography yeah, space. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, this movie is again, it's not a, it's not a bad film at all. Like, it's a really, really like great. It's very good, greatly scored. It's very, you know, greatly shot, and it's a good movie. It's just that as, as good as it is. The potential for it could have been so much more, and that's kind mm. of what 
I guess we're both a little not necessarily frustrated about, but we're kind of like we know that there was something there could have been something a lot better here, but they kind of went the safe route. Yeah, I'm not like it's not like I'm making something up out of out of nowhere. Yeah. It's like they you you guys made it a point to really bring that home that this is something that's new and different, new and different, new and different and And then it was the same. And, and then it was the same and I'm like, "Well, why did you say that? Why don't you just keep it simple?" This has amazing Spider-Man all over again. Oh, untold story about his parents. No, it's the same movie. It's the same Spider-Man. Okay. okay. I mean, whatever. So, with all that being said, in conclusion, um, I'm actually glad I was able to go through the cubby because I feel like in the beginning I was like ranting on it, and I didn't want to rant on it honestly. Um, the spaces gave me an opportunity to really be specific about what it is that I liked and didn't like, and so that's my conclusion about this film. The conclusion is is that you know this film is very well done. Yeah. For a slasher film, which is, like, I'm not really big on gory films. I don't really like explicit films. We talked about Hardcore Henry a while back. That was, like, uh, not for me. It really wasn't for me. I still haven't seen it. Please don't make me watch it. No, I would never make you watch that. you got to watch Rocky Horror Picture Show, though. I'm serious. All right, fine. Um, I I will watch it. Maybe for next Halloween. About it. Oh, really? Next Halloween, you can make me wait 365 full days. Do you want to pull a hocus pocus and talk about something Halloween related in like February? We could. That'd be weird. That would be very weird. But anyway, I, I digress. What I'm trying to say is that this this movie is very well done. It's just I truly wish that you know they took into account that. We're in 2018, and we that we don't need to see the same film exactly the same in mostly every single way that was told in 1977. 1977 stands on was it 77 78 78 1978 stands on its own. It's a timeless classic yep. horror movie, you know. But now you know we have things that are happening now. We have. You know, the internet, we have cell phones, we have people who are just more conscious and more aware. You know, we have people that do Kung Fu, like, we have medication. Like, there's just so many things that exist in this day and age that can truly embellish that story. You know, we understand what, you know, trauma does to people. And that would have been really great to to really, I mean... Do you know how many times, you know, we have SVU? If I fall into that hole, you're not going to see me for a couple of days. Because <laughs> SVU is like, I am obsessed with that, you know? That's fair. Making a Murderer Season 2 just dropped, what was it, like three hours ago? Oh, did it? Ooh. Part 2? Yeah, it's finally out, right? So, I mean, clearly people care about the psyche of a, of a psycho, you know? Sure. And so when we get to see, I mean, think, I mean, the more I think about it, think about how cool this would be. You don't know what Mike Myers deal is, but you do know what Lori's deal is. Right. And for you to actually see the birth of someone who goes crazy would be insane. Yeah, it would. That would be such an insane movie. That would have literally just, I mean, really, that's like, I got nothing. 
That's it. I mean, I just did that. So that's my conclusion. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, uh, I mean, you've already pretty much nailed everything in the conclusion. Um, the only other thing I would say is that I did, I did enjoy the film. I think it's a good film. Uh, I think they could have just done a little bit more, which we've kind of hammered home at this point. But I enjoyed it. I liked it for what it was. I would definitely recommend everyone going to see it. Uh, I did. I will mention one last thing. I didn't talk about this in the action because I forgot about it until just the second moment. But when Lori's kind of going through the house and mm-hmm. she's like clearing rooms and like mm-hmm. and like hitting the the button so the cage drops down, mm-hmm. like. The first one, I'm just like, that's weird. Why is she doing that? And the second one, I'm like, oh, you're create, you're clearing rooms and trapping him in case he does try to jump out at you, mm-hmm. which I thought was very, very smart and very cool. Smart. I wish they would have played with that a little bit more. Again, for mm-hmm. hoping more things that were to happen that didn't. But mm-hmm. other than that, I I did enjoy the film, and you know, I I really liked it, and I kind of want to watch the. It made me want to watch the original again for sure. I haven't seen yeah. it for uh, for a pretty long time, so it'd be nice to go back to that after I watch Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> we'll make an episode about that. We will. But yeah, no, uh, I would say uh, everyone go and watch it. For sure. Yep. Okay, and then lastly we have the Stingers. Yeah, so there there wasn't really one. There, Okay, there was one, right? So there is one. At the Is it the one that you're... Uh, oh yeah please by all means so there was one so at the end after you know he's on fire and all that stuff uh you think he's dead right of course you always think he's dead why don't they ever finish the job anyway yeah just shoot him in the head (laughs) yeah when she was on the um, mm, mm, anyway literally on the ground just shoot him one more time anyway um (laughs) so you don't actually see him burning up but you hear him breathing one last time before the credits yeah. finish. And so, yeah. yeah, he's probably alive. He does a Darth Vader. He does. Which, by the way, Episode. he breathed he heavy a lot. He probably needs to always does that. down. Oh, well, you know. I don't think health is something that he's really concerned about. I don't know. Dude's jacked. He has to be healthy on some capacity. I think he gets high of killing. Can you, ooh, can you like... Get buff off of killing people? I'm sure he does. That's weird. You think that'll be like a new a new bodybuilding thing? Kill people and you get strong. Let's not let's not go there. I don't want to go there. That's weird now. Why'd you make me yeah. say this? I mean you did it. I didn't do it. You did it. No, I clearly did not. Anyway. Um everyone, go check out this film. It's fun. I give it uh three, three and a half fresh geeks. I'm gonna give it three. Alright, that's fair. That's fair. Um, so, three out of five? Yeah, out of five. Three out of five. Yeah, yeah. Why would I it be out of ten? Out of God, no. Oh, could you imagine? God, this three, movie was terrible. This movie was three and a half out of ten. No, what's wrong with you? Out of five. Just making sure. You know, we change things. Why are you, yeah, we're not changing anything. But anyway. So before we go. Yeah. You got a thing to announce. Yeah. So do tell, my friend. Okay, so... Um, we've been talking about projects. I know you've been working on your Let's Plays, and, you know, I find that very enjoyable. Uh, when I started this, um, I have mentioned pretty much all the time that I am a writer. I'm a writer. I would talk about scripts for this thing. But it occurred to me recently, while I was um, sitting on my couch and, you know, had my... Reminisce, not reminiscing, just, you know, 
and a thinker's pose. I was just kind of lost in thought. It occurred to me that writing as an art form is only an art form if you share it with people. And it occurred to me that I write a lot of stuff, but I don't actually share it out. So I've actually am embarking on a mission. And I want to share it with you on the show because by the time this episode comes out, I anticipate that the first part of this journey will be available for everyone who's listening to read. It's called Rocklands 52, Ooh. and it is a, a an exercise and a project that I've started, which involves me as an author writing a short story for every week of the year. So it's 52 weeks, so that means a short story every single week. Rain or shine, sick or not, I will be writing this out, and it's going to be something that's very simple, very easy to digest. And you're going to see a common theme. I'm not going to say it just yet, but I, I'm really excited about it. I have um, a few ideas, obviously, for the first couple, but... Where we go from there, I have no idea. But I'm, I'm super excited about it. Um, I don't think I've ever kind of forced myself into a deadline of sorts. So um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be fun, and I'm I'm looking forward to it. So if we continue this biweekly, we should have at least two stories every single episode. And um, yeah, as you know, as everything that we do, I. Aim to misbehave. Uh, no, not misbehave. I, I aim to tell these stories and share it out with people um, more than just myself. And I want to reach people, and I really want you know people to to read and engage, and I want to hear what people think. So that's uh, that's the start. Cool. This week, we will hold you to it. I I'm looking to forward it. to it. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. No so Rockland's 52. It's on. It's um, you can follow me. At, you know, well, clearly you're going to find my details. But uh, the hashtag is going to be Rockland's 52. That's R-O hashtag R-O-C-K-L-A-N-D-S 52. Nice. Yeah, that's all I got. I, uh, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> well, yeah, no, that's good. I'm I'm excited to read all of these. And uh, awesome. You know, we're going to we're going to post them up on the website. And yeah. also find it on my website as well. Yeah, exactly. So we will link everything, of course. Bring it all together. Yeah. On this so, ever-growing journey that we are on. I can't I can't wait. I can't wait. So I think that's all we have for this episode. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'll tell you what, if you like what we had to say, you can follow us on Twitter. I am at Jace Rockland and Josh. I am at JCA90. You can also find us on Twitter at FGC Podcasts, on Instagram as FGC Podcasts, or email us at freshkeycontext at gmail.com. You can also visit our website at freshkeycontext.com for past episodes. And lastly, if you could, please hit that subscribe button for us on iTunes, Google Play Music Store, and Stitcher Radio. It goes a long way for us to know that you're still listening. You can go to the podcast section or the podcast app on your device and share with your friends so they can be fresh kicks too. Everyone, until next time. Do you think if I have the Michael Myers theme song playing in the background while I'm working on stuff, it'll make me more efficient? No, I think that would make you the opposite of efficient. Yeah, yeah you're probably right. Turn the music off. 
Turn it off right now. Turn it off. Turn it off. Stop it. It's catchy. 